At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Follow us on the network. At VSIN Live. Some exciting Major League Baseball action going on here on Wednesday. We inch closer and closer to the All Star break. We are finding out a couple of more contestants in the home run derby, including the rookie sensation for the Seattle Mariners, Julio Rodriguez, who is going to be in the home run derby. There is still a couple of more entries that we are waiting on. But uh, at least we know that we will get the likes of Pete Alonzo and um, Albert Pujols, uh, Jose Ramirez, the talented Guardians third baseman, MVP candidate, uh, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr., Kyle Schwarber, and Julio Rodriguez. There is one slot still available for the Home Run Derby. And then once the field is set, the odds will be released once we know the bracket, and then we will place our bets. Hopefully, we'll find that out either tomorrow or Friday, the latest. And uh, I might be on Pete Alonzo once again because he's going to have Dave Joust throwing to him once again like he did last year, and those dudes' pitches were just perfect down the middle. But the big story in Major League Baseball is the winning ways of both the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles. Both the Mariners and the Orioles have now won 10 straight games. Think about that. 10 straight games. Both teams started their winning streaks when they were under 500. Previously, they had the second and third longest double-digit winning streak droughts in all of baseball. The Mariners' last double-digit win streak, 2002. The Orioles' last double-digit win streak, 1999. And the Orioles, now over 500, as well as the other four teams in the American League East. The last time that all five teams in a single division were above 500 this late into a Major League Baseball season, 
It was basically 10 years ago, almost to the day. July 15th, 2012, when the American League East was a combined 236 and 207. This year, 249 and 194. That info coming from Jeff Passan of ESPN. And he also adds that since Adley Rutschman, the top pick, debuted for the Baltimore Orioles on May 21st, they are 29-20, and 20, the same record as the New York Mets in that span, and better than the Padres, Brewers, Cardinals, Phillies, Blue Jays, and Rays. The only teams to have a better record than the Baltimore Orioles since they brought up Adley Rutschman on May 21st, the Braves, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, and Mariners. We are headed towards the All-Star break, and we're going to assess the first half of this season, and we could be on a trajectory to just one of the more historical finishes that we have seen in all of Major League Baseball. First off, we have the extra wild card team that we're going to get in each uh, league, right? And we could have four teams from one division be in the postseason. Four teams from the American League East could could be in the playoffs along with the winner of the Central and the winner of the West. The Seattle Mariners could break their drought of not making the playoffs since, what, you know, 2001, right? That's the last time that they've been in the playoffs. It's been a long time. And you you just think about what is happening right now across the league and what these teams are are looking at doing. And it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch the second half of the season. The awards race. Those are going to be fun. And we had some contenders for some awards in action here on Wednesday. Shane McClanahan, who is the favorite for the American League Cy Young Award, pitched his final start of the first half of the season. McClanahan went six and a third innings against the Red Sox. He allowed one run on three hits. He struck out six and did not walk a batter. McClanahan's ERA, 171 on the season as he improves to 10-3 and three with a .80 whip. Just unbelievable numbers right now for Shane McClanahan. And if you're looking at just the pitching leaders in all of Major League Baseball, in terms of the ERA leaders in all of Major League Baseball, and I know ERA is not as important as as it was. We look at advanced numbers and whatnot, but still, McClanahan leads all of baseball with a 1.71, and as far as WHIP goes, he leads all of baseball with that .80 WHIP. He is second only to Dylan Cease of the White Sox in strikeouts per nine innings, and he is, let's see, where is he? Uh, He's fourth in war with a 3.5. McClanahan is 
every bit of as good as advertised. And with all due respect to Justin Verlander, I just don't see how McClanahan, barring an injury, I don't see how this kid doesn't win the Cy Young Award. As for Verlander, he's got incredible numbers. Uh, he's got a 2.0 ERA. He's got 11 wins, 11 and 3 is the most wins in Major League Baseball, tied with Tony Gonsolin of the Dodgers. He's got a .87 whip, which is a little lower than what we're seeing from uh, Shane McClanahan. And uh, the strikeouts per nine is 8.5, which is definitely lower than the 12.0 for McClanahan. Um, so that's what we saw here. We McClanahan in action. And, of course, Shohei Otani making his MVP case as he got the start here against the Astros. Otani went six innings, allowed one run on four hits while striking out 12. At the plate, Otani two for four with two strikeouts, two RBIs, and one run scored. I still don't think Otani's the MVP. And I'm not trying to disrespect what Otani has done this season or what he has done just in his entire career. I just think that there are, when it comes to pitching-wise, in the American League, Otani is borderline. I honestly don't even think he's top five. Okay, he's got this incredibly high strikeout rate. That's great. Not going to take that away from him. It's the second, it's the probably the, you know, no, I guess it's the, it's going to rank up there with McClanahan after this start. He'll be right around 12, 12 point something. Okay. ERA-wise, Otani's going to be right around, let's see, where is he at right now? We have to figure out what today's going to look like after today. Uh, let's see. Otani's going to pick up the W, so he'll improve to, let's see, he's got 2.38. He'll improve to 9-4 and four with a 2.38.9 something whip. So the whip's, a little, the whip's a little higher than McClanahan's. The record's a couple of less losses. The ERA is a little, is, is, the ERA's going to be higher. McClanahan, Verlander, Cease, all with better numbers than Shohei Otani. So he's not top three pitcher in the American League. And then hitting-wise, you look at, yes, Aaron Judge has been slumping, but 30 home runs for Aaron Judge... Jordan Alvarez has 26. Giancarlo Stanton's got 23. Trout, Otani's teammates, got 24. Otani has 19. He's got 19. He's batting 255. That's nowhere near what Luis Arise is doing at 346 of Minnesota, or Rafael Devers of Boston, who's batting 325, or even Andrew Benintendi of the Royals, who's batting 317. So he's not a top five hitter in the American League. 
I mean, do we just give him the award every single year because he's the only guy doing both things? Yes, he's doing them both at an all-star level. But unless he blows me away with the numbers, I can't make him the, mo- the most valuable player, especially on a losing team. And some would argue, well, the only time they win is when Otani pitches. I'll then pitch him more than just once a week. Make him pitch every five days there. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. The segment of the look ahead is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change and I knew I needed to make a change. I just wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zin Nicotine Pouches at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here. It's a look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. And uh, coming up, we'll uh, break down a little more Major League Baseball with uh, our very own Greg Peterson will join me on the program. Also going to be joined by uh, Paul Sporer. Have a Great conversation with Paul. Uh, always enjoy talking with him. Uh, Paul does work for Fangraphs. He's also always on Twitch. So we'll talk to him about everything going on in Major League Baseball. I'll even take a look at the board coming up for um, Thursday and see what we got going on here. Uh, we are in the midst of our baseball betting uh, pentathlon at VEASAN. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with it. Now, I'm happy with my performance because through the first uh, three days, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we've had to make four picks. On Monday, it was a total. On Tuesday, we actually had to make two picks, one favorite and one underdog. And then on Wednesday, here today, we had to take a run line bet. I have gone three and one in my selections, including today's run line, an alternate run line, a reverse run line, if you will. I took the underdog New York Mets and actually laid a run and a half with them, and they went on to defeat the Atlanta Braves by a comfortable 7-3 to score, covering the run line of minus a run and a half. I got that at plus 205. So a nice plus money win uh, as I am 3-1. and one. Other hosts that are 3-1 and one is uh, Odds On, Amal Shah, Mike Palm. They won their, they started out 3-0. They hit their total on Monday. They hit both their favorite and their underdog bet on Tuesday, but they lost their run line here on Wednesday. They took the Padres minus a run and a half, and the Padres lost outright to Colorado. Also going to be uh, three and one. It looks like it is going to be um, our very own Gil Alexander of a numbers game. Uh, Gil has won his total on Monday, lost his favorite on Tuesday, won his underdog on Tuesday, and is in position to win his run line bet here on Wednesday. So... Gill will be three and one. And is there anybody else that's going to be three and one? Let's see. The look ahead, odds on the edge is not. Betting across America is not. Primetime action, no. Wes Reynolds, no. Follow the money, no. Uh, the rush hour, no. The nightcap, no. Adam Burke, no. Greg Peterson will also be three and one. Greg lost his total bet on um, Monday. He won his favorite bet and his underdog bet on Tuesday. And Peterson, Greg Peterson has won his uh, run line bet here on Wednesday. So there are three of us that will be three and one. Gil Alexander, myself, and Greg Peterson. Now, the, the, the scoring... This, oh, and Thursday, the final bet of the week has to be a prop bet. Now, this is going to be interesting. There's going to be strategy that's going to come into play where people that are trailing might go for some obscene plus money prop, right? Like, let's, you know, for example, let me look at the, the board for tomorrow. And let's say, all right, it's, uh, let's see, what's a good, how about, all right, Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, not Yankees, but Yankees, Reds. Nestor Cortez, Luis Castillo. Give me, you know, Nestor Cortez over 12 strikeouts. You know, like something that's just ridiculous, but you're going to get a crazy plus money price. And I can see some hosts trying to do that to try and gain the units and try and win. Because the way that we're grading this is it goes by total units one. Now, this is where I have an issue with our scoring system. At the current scoring system... Gil Alexander on a numbers game, who is sitting here with a 139.91. He'll hit a 175 winner. So 139.91. He'll hit his uh, 175. And I don't even know how that's going to be graded because I'm thinking it's 1.75 plus 
how is it 139.91? I don't, that, that doesn't make sense because then it would be 141. I guess it's 17 points. I don't know how it's going to be graded. Doesn't really make sense to me. It'll be, I guess it'll be 139 plus 175. So Gil will be at 314.91. At least that's what I'm assuming it's going to be graded as. So let's say 314.91. Greg Peterson was at 93.21, and he hit his run line bet today at plus 140. So Greg will be at 233.21. And then I was at 47.57, and I hit my plus 205 run line bet today. So I'll be at 252.57. So those are the standings. Gil Alexander in first place, 314.91. Yours truly in second place, 252.57. Greg Peterson in third place, 233.21. Here's my issue. Whenever I grade a bet, and I'm going on, let's say, a one-unit scale, I risk the juice to win one unit. And so in doing, in doing grading that way, my units one, according to myself, would be one, two, three, 4.05 units one. And then I lost my favorite bet, which was the, I mean, my underdog bet. So I lose one unit. So I'd be at 3.05 units one. That would be my, my grading. Gil who won a uh, one one bet one yeah you see see he lost a 144 see to me you got to subtract that so he'd be at one plus he hit 1.49 which is nice so that's 2.49 for gill units plus 1.75 cuz he'll hit his run line minus the 1.44 and Gill is at 2.8 units. That's how I grade it. And then for Greg Peterson, he's probably going to be closer to me, maybe even in first place, because Greg hit for 1, 2.07 plus 1.4 minus 1.15. So Greg's at 2.32. So this would be my grading system. I think you need to be punished for losing a heavily juiced bet. And so instead of losing one unit, you should lose 1.44. So in my grading system, I am up 3.05 units. Gill is up 2.8 units. Hoops is up 2.32 units. That's my scoring system. So you know what? Regardless of the outcome, I'm going to claim victory because that's just what I'll do. And if anybody's been following along and tailing these bets, which you can go to vsin.com if you are a subscriber and follow along with these bets, follow the Twitter page at vsin live as we update these standings every day and you have access to these picks and you can bet them yourselves. And if you're doing so, you're up. If you followed Gil, myself, Greg Peterson, 3-1 over the last four picks. Um, 
that's how I would grade it. I'm curious how Greg would grade it. I'm going to ask him coming up next. I think he's almost exactly the same anyway because under the current scoring system, he's at 233.21. Under my scoring system, he's up 2.32 units. So it's like pretty much the same either way you slice it. But we'll talk Major League Baseball. Going to get Greg's thoughts on the board coming up here on Thursday. And where we are right now as we approach the All-Star break with the Orioles and the Mariners winning 10 games each. Could either of them or both of them actually make the postseason? Talk about that coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now is our very own Greg Peterson. You watch him on the weekends, the Greg Peterson Experience, oftentimes hosting the look ahead here. And you listen to his podcast, the baseball betting show on vsin.com slash podcast, wherever you get uh, your podcasts from. Greg is uh, three and one currently in the baseball betting pentathlon, as are myself and Gil Alexander. Um, Greg, I got to ask you about the scoring because. I am not a fan of the way that we're grading this thing. In my scoring system, I'm in first place, up 3.05 units. Gil is in second, up 2.8 units. And you're in third at 2.32 units. The way that we are currently doing it has Gil in first place at 314.91 uh me with 252.57 and you with 232.2 help me make sense of this greg should you be risking more than a unit to win one unit or should you be playing one unit and winning less based on whatever the odds are now the way that i wind up betting in my personal life is where you wind up, if you wind up having, like, say, a minus 110, for instance, that's the most common that you're going to find with the spread. I will lay $110 to win $100. For those that are betting $10, you bet 11 to win 10, you're able to scale it. But I bet to be able to win one unit when it comes to when you're winding up laying a price. When you wind up having a plus money underdog, like many of us wind up having with a run line today, I will just lay the full unit to be able to get a plus price. So, like, Today, I was on the Tampa Bay race. I would lay $100 to try to get back my original 100 plus a 140 So that's the way I wind up doing it personally. Speak it into existence, Greg, because that's the way we all do it. That's the way this business works. You need to be punished for losing a heavily juiced bet. I am now being punished for winning a favorite bet when Gil is not being punished for losing a minus 150 bet. This makes no sense. No sense. So no matter what the results are tomorrow, Greg, I'm claiming victory and you're my witness, okay? 
I will be on the lookout tomorrow. So uh, you're going to need to perhaps phone that one in. Uh, well, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, today, uh, you had the Rays on the run line backing Shane McClanahan. This was my play of the day. Actually, I bet McClanahan in the first five against the Red Sox. And he continues to be an absolute machine. I, I, with all due respect, Greg, to what Justin Verlander is doing this season, is there any way that McClanahan is not the American League Cy Young winner at the end of the year? Barring an injury, of course. At this point, absolutely. Now, if he winds falling off towards the second half of the season, which I really do not wind up seeing happening, I do have them as my selling award winner. I mean, you just take a look at the strikeouts per nine number. It is well north of 11 right now. He has come out there with a sub two ERA. He's done great work at home. He's done amazing work on the road. So absolutely, he needs to be by far the number one leader in the clubhouse in terms of the Cy Young race. Now, Justin Verlander, obviously you mentioned he's number two, and I mean, it's really going to be tough for anyone to be able to bust through past that. I know that we've got a lot of speculation with regards to maybe some of these top Yankees pitchers, and if you wind up seeing just an incredible second half from someone like a Nestor Cortez who's going to be taking the bound on Thursday, maybe Garrett Cole just winds up looking absolutely magnificent. They can make this thing interesting and obviously we still have half of the year to play in major league baseball but with that said to this point shane mcclanahan the clear number one and uh does he propel the tampa bay rays into the postseason in your mind i think that it all depends upon what you wind up seeing in the al east because the boston red sox have not won a series yet against the al east team and they're not going to win one in this series against the tampa bay rays because well, the Rays, they've already taken three out of the four games, so it continues a misery for Boston in the division. And with the Toronto Blue Jays, you've got your question marks with this team as well. They wind up canning their manager on Wednesday, which I honestly think might wind up being able to rile these guys up a little bit more, get them playing with a tad bit more intensity. But with the Blue Jays, I can't trust in a rotation that has Jose Barrios and Yusei Kikuchi going every fifth day. And who you'd sub these guys out with, I don't know, because Tommy Atch has been absolutely terrible when they've given him opportunities. So I do think that the Rays, when it's all said and done, they find their way into the postseason somehow, some way. The Orioles and the Mariners, the two hottest teams in baseball, 10-game winning streaks for each of them. Do either make the postseason? I think that the Seattle Mariners have an opportunity to be able to make the postseason. I think with the Orioles, and it's a great story what they've been able to pull off, the big issue with them is that they're just out there in that AL East. I mean, you have to play against the Yankees for a bunch of series. You have to play against the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Blue Jays. That is just murderer's row right there. I just think that when it's all said and done, they're not going to have enough in terms of their starting pitching to be able to get over the hump, though. I will say the bullpen pitching has been amazing. They're currently in the top six in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. And I think that this is an Orioles team that if you're looking forward to, say, 2023, 2024, They've got enough to be able to make the postseason in those years with guys like Adley Rushman and company being able to get some time under their belt this season. I don't think that they're going to be able to this year. The big thing with the Seattle Mariners is that Robbie Ray is starting to finally pitch like a Cy Young Award winner. He has given up two runs or fewer in each out of his last five starts. This bullpen has the top ERA in the big leagues over the last three days, and it's not even close at this point. So I do think that the Seattle Mariners have an opportunity to be able to make the postseason, especially if the Red Sox continue to not be able to knock off the teams in their division. Taking a look at the National League East, the Mets win a pivotal series 
against the Atlanta Braves. The number right now is two and a half. The Braves have four games against the Nationals. The Mets have four games against the Cubs. Is this the time in your mind to buy in on the New York Mets, considering Jacob deGrom is looming? I do think so, because I do think that when it's all said and done, the Mets are going to be able to make the postseason, because I just think that the Braves aren't going to be able to maintain this absolutely torrid pace that they're on. Ever since really very, very late May slash early June, they have been the best team in Major League Baseball. A lot of that is because they've been able to make some smart moves, even with having a couple of injuries. Like, I know that you wound up having Ozzy Albies wind up going down. They've been mixing and matching with guys like Orlando Arcia. They've been able to overcome that. That, that They've been over able to overcome that. And Spencer Strider has been able to do a solid job in the rotation for the team. But with the Mets, you mentioned it. You've got Jacob deGrom coming back. Max Scherzer and his shoot starts. It's his return. He's looked absolutely amazing for the team lineup. It's starting to regress a little bit. I know that we had a chat a little bit ago in which we were talking about can the New York Mets continue to get just so many infield singles and that has dried up a little bit, but they've still been able to be above 500 since June. I believe that they are now 21 and 16 in their last 37 games. So they're not playing bad. It's just been a case in which the Braves have gotten incredibly hot and I do expect them to cool off a little bit. Uh, taking a look at the board here for Thursday, Yankees and Reds, and uh, what a weird game it was here on Wednesday. Yankees down early 4-0, take a 5-4 lead, lose that 5-4 lead, tie it up, and then win it on a walk-off wild pitch, uh, thanks to Alexis Diaz, uh, the brother of Edwin Diaz of the Mets. And by the way, when you watch those, when you watch Alexis Diaz pitch, he looks exactly like Edwin Diaz. Yeah. I mean, those two guys, are literally, they, they, they just pitch the exact same way. Uh, Nestor Cortez against Luis Castillo. Castillo, obviously a, uh, a trade candidate. There's a lot of teams around Major League Baseball that would love to acquire Castillo at the deadline. Yankees minus 205 with a total of eight. Any feel for this game? I'm going to be taking a look at it over. The Cincinnati Reds have been able to do a relatively solid job with their bats, not just in this series, but overall. And this is the first time all year in which the Reds have been healthy. It just feels like Every single time they wind up trying to trot out their lineup, someone winds up getting hurt. Brandon Drury, a little bit of an all-star snub. He's been able to 275, 18 home runs. Joey Votto, since coming off the COVID IL, has been able to do a relatively solid job. And then for the Yankees, you've got John Carlos Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, all with at least 22 home runs apiece. And even if you do wind up getting a good start out of Luis Castillo, and I think that he could go five or six strong, giving up like two runs. You've got that Reds bullpen that it's got north of 5-5 ERA. It is by far the worst out there in the big leagues. And they're going to need Nestor Cortez to go deep, the Yankees are, because they wound up only getting two innings out of Luis Severino. It's been a Yankees bullpen that... Starting to show a few cracks as well. I do like the Yankees on the run line as they do think that Nestor Cortez going to live up to the nickname of Nasty Nestor. So I'm looking to take the Yankees right around about even money, minus 105 on the run line, but also like that eight over as well. Yeah, and I would rather go Yankees run line for the full game than in the first five because Castillo could just shut them down through the first five innings. But you mentioned that Reds bullpen is just uh, horrific. So I'd rather have the Yankees in the run line for the full game. Greg, appreciate the time. Good luck with your prop bet as we all have to make our prop bets here for Thursday. Do you know what you're going with yet real quick? I'm going to be going Nestor Cortez over five and a half strikeouts plus 120 at DraftKings. All right. We will certainly uh, keep an eye on that. Thanks, Greg. Talk to you. Always appreciate it. Thank you. There he is, Greg Peterson. Check him out on the Greg Peterson Experience on the weekends, oftentimes filling in here on The Look Ahead and the Baseball Betting Show, available on vcin.com slash podcasts. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin. 
VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's MLB best bets, uh, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR, and more. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. And, you know, I'm starting to think about the prop bets that we're going to have to put in uh, for our baseball betting pentathlon. And, you know, up on the DraftKings Sportsbook, this is interesting. You can bet a pitcher to record a win. Think about that. The Yankees take on the Reds. And yes, Luis Castillo has pitched well for Cincinnati. And he is absolutely a realistic trade possibility. There will be teams that will call and inquire about Luis Castillo. It's still the Yankees. And the Yankees are home and they are minus 200 favorites. Nestor Cortez who has been incredible for the Yankees this season, has shown some warts as of late, but started this season as the best pitcher in baseball, has definitely cooled off a bit as of late, though. Nestor Cortez up on the DraftKings Sportsbook to record a win is plus 230. That's interesting. I mean, like, what are the odds that the Yankees win the game and it's a bullpen win like it was today when they had to come from behind because the Luis Severino only gave them two innings of work. This might be the way to go here. Okay. I might have the, I think I got the move here. The Braves are minus 220 against the Nationals. Kyle Wright starts for the Braves versus Hannibal Sanchez. For the Nationals, yes, Anibal Sanchez is back, and he is getting a start for the Nationals. Taking a look at the prop here, I mean, it's not, it's not up on DraftKings, but if it's any type of plus money on Kyle Wright to record a win, man, that's, the guy's 10-4 and four this year with a sub-3 ERA, and I feel like the Braves are going to win this game. In fact, I'm probably going to bet the, Bra- the Braves on the run line. 
in this game. That's kind of attractive. I think that's what I might be looking at here, is betting on a pitcher to get a win. Otherwise, what other prop bets could you do that would be profitable? Like, I guess you could do a home run prop and chase some plus money, but that's kind of fluky, right? You can do over, you know, total bases, but that's probably not going to give you, like, a good plus money, value, plus money value bet. You know, you probably have to lay juice on, like, a, over a half total base or, or, you know, over one and a half total bases, something like that. So I think if, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'd go a strikeout prop or a walk prop. I might target one of these pitchers and bet them to record a win. I really think that I've stumbled onto something here. A couple of good opportunities. Let's see. Uh, just looking at this board here. I mean, the Brewers take on the Giants. Corbin Burns, Carlos Rodon. That's a tough matchup there. Um, like I said, you probably just go with the favorites in Kyle Wright over the Nationals, Nestor Cortez over the Reds. Maybe you get more plus money value on a guy like Braxton Garrett starting for the Marlins on Thursday against the Pirates. Uh, Kyle Freeland for the Rockies against the Padres. Kevin Gosman for the Blue Jays against the Royals. How about that? Gosman, who uh, his last time out, Went through, and this was tough because I actually bet the um, under in the first five innings in this game. It was Shane McClanahan against Kevin Gosman. Toronto scores one run in the bottom of the first inning off of McClanahan. And then in the second inning, or I guess it was in the third inning, um, Kevin Gosman gets hit in the leg with a comebacker and had to leave the game. He had thrown two scoreless innings. He struck out three batters, and he left the game after being drilled with a comebacker. Blue Jays' bullpen has to come in. Rays score one in the third. Rays score three in the top of the fifth to go over in the first five innings. I'll remember that. So Gosman who has not pitched since July 2nd, so about 10, let's see, about 11 days off in between starts. Gosman will take the mound here for the Blue Jays, going up against the Kansas City Royals, who have a whole bunch of players that are unvaccinated and will not be making the trip to Toronto. In fact, 10 unvaccinated players will be out for the Kansas City Royals. There is no line on this game right now, but I would imagine it is going to be very high. It's got to be minus 300 because the Royals will be with, they they haven't even announced a starting pitcher yet, but here's who they will be without. Andrew Benintendi, their all-star, the guy who everybody wants to trade for, the guy who's batting over 300 this season. Okay, no Andrew Benintendi. Also, no Whit Merrifield. Arguably their third best hitter right now. You would say it's Benintendi, Bobby Witt, and Whit Merrifield, right? Um, Catcher MJ Melendez. First baseman slash outfielder Hunter Dozier. Right-hand pitcher Brad Keller. Right-hand pitcher Brady Singer. 
Center fielder, Michael A. Taylor. Outfielder, Kyle Isbell. Reliever, Dylan Coleman. And catcher, Cam Gallagher. So, taking a look at the depth chart for the Kansas City Royals. And just, you know, just, just taking a look at this team right now. And looking at their depth chart. They will not have any of their catchers. Because, you know, Sally Perez has been out. So no Melendez, no Cam Gallagher, which means we got to call somebody up from AAA to start at catcher. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's see. At first base, you're probably going to have Vinny Pasquantino, the young, you know, slugger that they just most recently called up. At second base, Nicky Lopez, because there's not going to be no Whit Merrifield. So if Nicky Lopez is at second, who's at third? Because you don't have Bobby. Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be at shortstop. So who's playing third? Unless you do Nicky Lopez at third, and then you have some AAA guy playing second base. Okay. In the outfield, no Kyle Isbell, no Andrew Benintendi, no Michael A. Taylor. So you're going to have Edward Oliveras and a couple of AAA players. And then who's DHing? Ryan O'Hearn? Maybe a AAA player. This is going to be the Toronto Blue Jays against the Kansas City Royals AAA team. And uh, what are the, what's their AAA team? Let's see. Omaha something, right? Omaha Storm Chasers. That's what's going to happen right now. The Toronto Blue Jays will take on the Omaha Storm Chasers up in Toronto here on Thursday with Kevin Gosman on the hill. If the Blue Jays lose this game, I just fold the franchise. <laughs> and I understand it's baseball. You're only as good as your next day's starting pitcher and things like that, but the Royals don't even have They're just figuring out how to field a team for this game. I'm, I don't know what the odds are going to be here. <laughs> what are the odds going to be for this game? It, probably north of 300, maybe 400. Could we, could we see that? Could we see this game get to minus four, minus 500? I'm going to be super curious. Probably do some Blue Jays run line bet. But yeah, take a look at the prop bets for the Blue Jays here against the Royals. Again, 10 players unavailable. And it's going to be the Omaha Storm Chasers taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, 
1-800-636-8365. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.